It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's July 19th, and this is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., coming to you from 12 floors up in an undisclosed location here in Oklahoma City. And at one point, it was my old stomping grounds. Or, okay, I'm going to claim it as my old stomping grounds, but I'm not really sure that a lot of people actually knew that I was in the building. And the ones that did know I was in the building, I annoyed the living hell out of them today. We've got a hell of a show coming up for you today. We're going to get some help from Locked on Raptors about the Kawhi Leonard trade coming up in segment number two. In segment number three... It'll be the good folks from Locked On Celtics talking about Marcus Smart's new deal. Ah, yes, some hurt feelings. Maybe not so much anymore. Marcus Smart would like to be a Celtic for life. Will that happen? Well, that's why we have Locked On Celtics here to tell us about all of that. And then in the first segment today, we'll talk a little bit about Kawhi Leonard and him going to the Toronto Raptors and why you need to know who you are. And you need to have a good understanding of what makes you tick as a person. It's a little different, but it does relate to the Oklahoma City Thunder and Kawhi Leonard. Plus, we'll do a check on Carmelo Anthony. As a matter of fact, let's do an update now. Carmelo, don't you like the uh, fake keyboard strokes there? Uh, You know what? I'll rustle some paper even because that always sounds official. Uh, At this point, Carmelo Anthony is still a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, right now, Carmelo Anthony is still a Thunder. And I'll also tell you why the Thunder aren't getting enough love and why I'm just not down with the current NBA power rankings coming out from probasketballtalk.com. That's all coming up today on Locked on Thunder podcast, coming to you in mono. And we're very proud of that fact. One, because I always wanted to be a member of the Rolling Stones. And two... I always wanted to be one of those Bosch jocks from back in the 60s. Like, when I was growing up, I didn't even know I wanted to do sports. I wanted to be a 60s DJ that had that big, booming voice and all the echo that kind of went along with it. And there was a station here in Oklahoma City for a time that actually sounded like that, and now it's not even close to that. And In fact, it's quite a shell of itself. Uh, Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Eric G., And I am the host of the Locked On Thunder podcast, and I'm very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while and uh, might be doing it again. I'm just going to keep throwing that out there till uh, maybe some things become official. Maybe they don't, but maybe they do, but I'll just keep throwing that out there. And I also help out another publication called Thunder Digest. I'm a credentialed member of the media and have been covering the Thunder for five years and feel very honored to do that, I'm an Oklahoma native, and much like you, I am a fan of this team. I can't say that I grew up a Thunder fan because they didn't exist for the majority of my lifetime. And there was a time I was a Laker fan, and then Pat Riley, and I was a Knicks fan. But when my hometown got a team, 
I had to step up and root for him. So much like you, I bleed Thunder Blue. And if you don't bleed Thunder Blue, and you're a fan of another team and you're listening to this podcast just because you like the content, then I love you. Thank you so much for coming in. Whatever reason you're listening, I'm thankful and uh, very happy to have you along today. So let's discuss Kawhi Leonard going to the Toronto Raptors and no longer a member of the San Antonio Spurs. And one thing about life, okay, let's talk about life here for a second. As we get away from from basketball, I'm going to bring this back to basketball, but as we talk about life, if there's one thing that we strive for as humans, that is to know who we are. I mean, you've probably heard that term, finding yourself. Like, everybody spends some point at, at time, there's some point in your life where you feel like you've had to find you've had to find yourself. And guys, man, we're terrible about it. We go through these midlife crises worse than anyone where we go out and just do stupid things like buy cars that we shouldn't do and you know, hey, if you're rich for some reason you always tend to run around on your wife during these mid, mid these midlife crises. But you've got to know who you are at some point in your life. You have to understand who you are and you have to understand what you have to offer and where your comfort zone is. You know who's really good at that? Sam Presti. Sam Presti believes in himself probably more than any other GM in the NBA. And and I don't say that just to be flippant and be a Thunder homer here. I say that because Sam Presti for the most part, during his tenure here in Oklahoma City, has had a formula that he has stuck to. And when he has decided that he needed to go outside of that formula, remember, scared money don't make money, then Sam Presti was willing to take a risk. And that boasts a heck of a lot of confidence because not only are you putting your job in jeopardy, but you're also putting other people's jobs in jeopardy as well. Think about this for a second if you're Sam Presti. Or if you're just a person and you're in management, it's not only your job that's on the line a lot of times, it's the people that you employ, it's their jobs that are on the line if you screw up. So you better be damn confident that you know exactly what you're doing when you decide to get out of your comfort zone. Presty did, it worked, and as a result, the Oklahoma City Thunder have Paul George and they're waiting to start next season. Toronto Raptors took a page out of Sam Presti's book and decided, okay, we're going to apply it to our organization. But are the Raptors the Oklahoma City Thunder? The answer to that is no. They're the Toronto Raptors. The cities are very different. Heck, they're not even in the same they're not even in the same country, and there's certainly different mindsets. The tax brackets are a little bit different, and I'll be honest, I'm I'm not a a, a tax expert. So I have no idea how many, how much more you're paying in taxes in Toronto versus Oklahoma City or whether it's vice versa or whatever. But you saw a team take a risk, and it paid off in millions for Oklahoma City by getting Paul George. Now you've got to do it with Kawhi Leonard. And what Sam Presti knew, and maybe the Raptors know this, But I get the feeling that the Raptors are more throwing that dart at the board than what Oklahoma City did. Oklahoma City knew what they had to offer. Oklahoma City understood that their best chance 
of getting a player like Paul George was just to make sure that he got here and he could just experience the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they knew what they knew exactly what to sell, who to pair him with, when to sell it, what to do, how to keep the conversation going. I don't know that Toronto can do that. And this is something that this is a lesson for for all of us is that just because somebody can pull something off and it turned to gold doesn't mean you can do the exact same thing. And a great example of that is radio. And I'll just go by my own career here because there was a lot of time. We talk about that whole finding yourself thing. There was a lot of time during my career. I had no idea. No idea who I was and no idea what exactly that I wanted to be. I knew I wanted my own show, knew I wanted to host and entertain, and knew I wanted to be as big as I could get. But who was I? You know, was I, I wanted to be Greg Hughes, Opie, Opie from the Opie and Anthony show, but, but I'm not him. I don't have that sense of humor. I'm not that funny. And I'm certainly not from New York and have that, that New York thing about me. Um, I couldn't be Rush Limbaugh. I couldn't be Jim Rome. I couldn't be guys here on the local scene like Al Eshbeck. I had to find out who I was. And then that happened over a period of time. And once I got comfortable with it, I was able to be more confident and go out and do what I thought was a fairly good job. But are you there before your competition's there? And we know Sam Presti's there. We know the Oklahoma City Thunder's there. And now we get to find out if the Toronto Raptors are there and can make Kawhi Leonard or at least convince Kawhi Leonard to hang around or Kawhi Leonard to hang around for longer than just one season. And by all accounts now, I mean, Laker fans are already already doing the whole see you next year thing. We'll see. That's all we can say to the Laker fans is we'll see. I mean, Magic Johnson already screwed it up once by not trade, by not getting Paul George when that opportunity came up. Did he drop the ball again when it came to Kawhi Leonard? TBD, to be determined. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, still a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Keep saying that it's going to be a wave and stretch situation. Of course, this doesn't have to be urgent. It's not going to happen until August 31st, and th- that's sort of the, the deadline for this. The Hawks are kind of lingering out there as a trade possibility, and wherever Carmelo goes, unless it is the Houston Rockets, Miami Heat, or the Los Angeles Lakers, he's going to get waived, and somebody's going to pay him off, and, and that'll be the end of it. But it's just going to continue to drone on. And the Thunder, you've got to work for the best deal possible. And if for some reason it's not out there and everybody's in agreement, then just go ahead, wave, stretch the contract, and make matters known. But what all this is bleeding into right now is that no one knows what to think about the Thunder's future. And I'm looking at the current power rankings from probasketballtalk.com. And I'm going to take them as the authority right now on the NBA simply because I'm talking about their power rankings. But I can't get down with these power rankings. Um, One, two, three, maybe. Warriors, Celtics, Rockets. And I understand the Rockets still have some questions in the Celtics roster. May, a little, may be a little bit more short up, short up right now than, than the Rockets one is, or the Rockets roster is. But I'd still have... Golden State, Houston, and Boston, three. Well, the 76ers are four. I'm fine with that. The Raptors, six. Let's wait and see. It seems a little high 
because we don't know how Kawhi Leonard is going to mesh with this team. Jazz six. I'd move the Jazz up to five. I'd keep them ahead of Oklahoma City, and I would put Oklahoma City six. You've got the Thunder seventh right now, just ahead of the Los Angeles Lakers. And first on the Thunder here, the Thunder just aren't getting enough love. They're not getting enough love for my satisfaction because I am bound and determined to believe that this team is going to be really good this year. And by really good, I mean somewhere between one and fourth in the Western Conference, winning at least a playoff series and challenging for a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals. The roster's too good for them not to do that. But I understand if you want to say, wait and see if Paul George and Russell Westbrook can Westbrook can mesh because they didn't do it last year. And I understand that with the Carmelo Anthony situation and Andre Robertson, you don't really know if this cat's healthy or not, that you got to wait. You, you, you have to wait before you can give that Thunder the seal of approval. But when they do get that seal of approval, then where do you move them? Are they ahead of Toronto? Are they ahead of Utah? I think they are. The Lakers, I'm just not buying them yet. I understand that LeBron James is the best player in the world, but I, at this point, even not knowing what DeMar DeRozan's going to do, would put the Spurs over the Lakers. I would put the Bucks and the Pelicans over the Lakers at this point, and the Blazers and the T-Wolves and the Nuggets. I got to see it. LeBron is great. LeBron took a roster full of, we'll just throw out the word garbage, even though I don't believe it's complete garbage, but we'll just throw it out there. And he got that team to the NBA Finals. Can he do it here? No, because it's the Western Conference. It's going to be tougher. He's facing tougher competition night in, night out. And I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going there with the Lakers until I see them do it. Would it be a great story? Absolutely. And I know we got a Laker fan that listens every day, so I don't want to sit here and completely dash hope for your team. But even with LeBron James, I'm not crazy about this roster and think that he's stepped up big time in class as far as competition goes, and I'm just not 100% certain that it's going to pay off. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we get a report from Locked on Raptors about Kawhi Leonard. It's all right here on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, for the latest in sports, it is the Locked On Sports Podcast Network at LockedOnSports.com, Major League Baseball, NFL, and NBA. Podcast for just about every team. It's local experts covering the biggest stories. That's the Locked On Podcast Network, available now at LockedOnSports.com. And, um, wow, some good stuff. Uh, if there's a Locked On Dodgers, Locked On or I don't know if we have a Locked On Orioles. I think we've got a Locked On Dodgers. Definitely be worth listening to now with the uh, Manny Machado trade going down. And certainly worth listening to would be Locked On Spurs and Locked On Raptors with this whole Kawhi Leonard thing. Speaking of Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors, here is Locked On Raptors with a report on Kawhi. 
Hey, what's up? It's Sean Woodley, the host of Locked on Raptors, and holy crap, the Raptors have traded for Kawhi Leonard, uh, a deal that sends DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a first-round pick protected in 2019, uh, 1 through 20, to the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, and this is obviously very big. <laughs> the Raptors are making an enormous gamble with this move. Uh, the Raptors have been sort of fancying themselves a real relevant franchise for the last few seasons after being absolutely irrelevant for 20-plus years, and and this is them taking a bet with Masai Ujiri leading those charge that they are going to be able to keep Kawhi Leonard beyond next season. And even if they don't, there are reasons why this works out for the Raptors as well. Um, but the, overall, this is a bet by the Raptors that they can keep Kawhi Leonard around and convince him that this is the place that he wants to be for his next contract, even though he has said all along that he wants to go to LA uh, with when he becomes a free agent at the end of 2019. So we'll see about that, but the Raptors are betting big here. Uh, this is a big deal for the Raptors because you know they're moving on from DeMar DeRozan, who is a a franchise cornerstone. I have vouched that he should have his jersey retired and have a statue built tomorrow. He is, uh, you know, I know people kind of around the league view him maybe with, you know, not the most high praise or whatever, but DeMar DeRozan is a legend in Toronto. He's a self-made all-star who went from being just like a pretty much a slasher and a dunker into being a fully well-rounded offensive player who, you know, he had his flaws, of course, and his flaws are eventually, I think, what led to him being dealt because his flaws are essentially what were the downfall of the Raptors in the playoffs the last few seasons, you know, against the Cavs this year when they got swept for the second time in a row against them. He was benched in game three uh, down the stretch as the Raptors made a big comeback. He got ejected from game four, and that's kind of sad that his last moment with the Raptors is either a, a benching in, the, in game three or an ejection in the game four after playing so poorly because... He's an all-time Raptor. He will have his number retired, and I can't imagine a bigger ovation than the one he will get when he returns to Toronto with the Spurs next season. But overall, this is a great deal for the Raptors. It's a big gamble, of course, but it does a couple things. First of all, they give up Jakob Pertl, who is not OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam. That is a big deal. OG and Pascal, I think, are the two highest upside prospects on the team. And I was convinced that one of those guys was going to be heading to San Antonio in a Kawhi Leonard trade. That is not the case. They are both here for whatever happens after Kawhi Leonard's first season with the Raptors, whether or not he stays. You know, those guys are going to be here long term, and that is a big win for the Raptors. They're towing the line here a little bit with this bet. Uh, also, it kind of frees up some money going forward. If Kawhi ends up leaving and DeMar is no longer on the books, the Raptors are sitting there with a lot of flexibility, a ton of open money where they can take on contracts, attach the assets to sort of recoup some of what they've given up in order to get Kawhi and over the last couple of seasons as they've, as they've been in kind of win now mode. And they can pivot quickly to a rebuild. They can move off Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka who will be expiring contracts at the end of this season. And they can sort of re reset a little bit, a rebuild that was probably coming anyway in theory. This move might expedite that a little bit and maybe make it a, a one year from now they do a rebuild instead of two or three. And it kind of gives the Raptors a very easy pivot point to get out of this era and into something new. And I think that's good. I think that's a nice thing to have as opposed to sort of hanging on too long and doing the thing that say the Hawks have done, or maybe the, the Grizzlies are about to do where they don't quite accept that they have to rebuild and they kind of let it drag out and they don't get max value for their guys. The Raptors have a clear pivot point, And if it doesn't work this, this year with Kawhi Leonard and he moves on, the Raptors can easily go into some sort of new era where they're building around OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, DeLon Wright, uh, and, and these guys who were really good this season, maybe not star 
star players or franchise cornerstones in the future, but they're nice players to have. And then that'll be the next era of the Raptors. But considering where they're at, considering sort of how they got a little bit stale with the fan base the last few seasons, considering just all of the the pressures on Masai Ujiri to make a big move to try to get a superstar on this team, this is not a team that's going to sign a free agent superstar. This is a team that has to trade for one. And, you know, considering their assets, considering that they would have been outgunned for a regular superstar by teams like Boston and Philly, it makes sense the Raptors did this trade to get a guy who, in Kawhi Leonard, who is a top five player, an MVP candidate when he's healthy and playing, uh, to get him on the team, you know, this is the best way for the Raptors to go about this. And if they can keep him beyond this year, it is an absolute grand slam of a deal for the Raptors. I have a lot more on this deal, all the different ramifications of it uh, on Locked on Raptors. So please check it out on the iTunes feed. And uh, thank you for listening. We will definitely do that. And if you want to know how the Raptors can keep Kawhi Leonard, you have to remember Kawhi Leonard is in a bit of damage control right now. He's got to repair that reputation. And maybe the Lakers are willing to take a chance on him because of how great Kawhi is. And they have heard that he wants to be a Laker and nothing else. So they feel they can roll the dice. They'll bring him in and he won't be disgruntled. However, if Kawhi Leonard is just throwing that out there and he would like to get other teams involved in the bidding process, the way you keep him if you're Toronto is you explain to Kawhi, we can help you build that reputation. No matter what happens this year, be a model citizen. And you make sure that Kawhi is teamed up with guys who are model citizens and guys that he connects with. And the whole time, you act like you're working for Kawhi's best interest. You're also working for your best interest. So it's a little bit underhanded, but not malicious in a way because you're working on him. And as you're working on him, you're also selling the organization. And maybe it comes to that point where Kawhi's got to make a very tough decision. And because you've paired him up with someone who cares about him, and you've made it feel like, hey, this was all about you, Kawhi decides to stay, and then you don't have to do that rebuild. You can re-sign Kyle Lowry long-term and maybe get Serge Ibaka to hang on and be productive for another couple of years. Coming up next, we'll hear from Locked On Celtics about who else? Marcus Smart. And I'll tell you why. Oklahoma City hasn't needed a homegrown talent to be super successful which is something we thought they would need early on. We'll have that coming up next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go to LockedOnThunder.com. We have all our podcast archived. We also have video and audio from players, coaches, and Sam Presti and other people. In the GM. Uh, there's some really cool video there, especially since Carmelo Anthony's leaving. I'd say you you dive in to the best of Melo, plus Mo Cheeks on getting inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's all good stuff, and it's at LockedOnThunder.com. Marcus Smart, or as we call him in Oklahoma, Marcus Smart, is staying with the Boston Celtics. And for more on that, here's our good friends at Locked on Celtics. 
John Corral is here from Locked On Celtics. Marcus Smart has agreed to a four-year deal, $52 million to return to the Boston Celtics. Might seem like a little bit more than the market dictated, but it was about what Boston offered in an extension prior to the season. So this is about where they valued him. It's less than Marcus Smart wanted, so it's a good deal for all sides. Basically for Marcus Smart, once Atlanta did the Jeremy Lin deal, Chicago did the Parker deal, and Sacramento clearly was not into overpaying for him to lure him away as a restricted free agent, things started to point to a return. The question was, would it be a qualifying offer signing or some sort of longer term deal? And once the Kawhi Leonard deal was done with Toronto and there wasn't any sort of potential trade between Boston and San Antonio, this deal got done quickly. For Marcus Smart, he is a unique player with unique value to the Boston Celtics. He can guard one through five for them. We've seen him switch onto fives and hold his ground when they try to post him up. So the Celtics value him in their highly switchable defense. He is a key player in their defensive scheme. So I know Marcus Smart is excited to be back in Boston. The Celtics, Brad Stevens, Danny Ainge, have said they wanted him back. They are excited to have him back. But this is also, a key point here, a tradable contract for the Boston Celtics. They didn't have on their books a deal in that 12 to $13 million range that they could use in a superstar-type trade to match salaries. So having Marcus Smart at that number over the next four years gives them that one player who has value that teams may want and has a good tradable contract that they could throw in with maybe some of their younger players and picks to facilitate a bigger deal. So there is, on a team-building perspective, a, a value to Danny Ainge to giving Marcus Smart that kind of money. So even if you think it might be an overpay, there is significant value to the Celtics front office to have that kind of contract on the books. It's also interesting to see how they will structure this contract. There has been some buzz about them giving him a front-loaded contract that descends in value over time because they will need to avoid the repeater tax. They have not been a taxpayer until this upcoming season, most likely. So they will probably try to structure this contract weirdly so they can avoid the tax in one of the upcoming two or three years to push off a potential repeater tax for as long as they possibly can. For Marcus Smart, though, four years to return to Boston is a good thing, and the Celtics are running it back. They are going to basically bring back everybody except for a couple of guys around the fringes, which is essentially what Danny Ainge said he would do. So Marcus Smart returns four years, $52 million. Celtics set to go for the upcoming season. Thank you very much, John Corrales, and you can get more from him at LockedOnCeltics.com as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Very happy for Marcus Smart. Glad to see things are working out. Life lesson here is that never make business personal is such a BS statement. It's not personal. It's just business. Remember what Marcus Smart said when he hadn't heard from the Boston Celtics, he was hurt. And if you're at some place a long enough time, no matter what company it is, you have an opportunity to make friends, you have an opportunity to get to know people, and you have a lot, you get more at stake, and you may put a lot into the company. It can't help but on some level become personal. So when Marcus Smart didn't get that call, 
I get where he's coming from, and I bet you do too. I bet you totally get where Marcus Smart's coming from because you feel like you've given the company your all, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, hey, what am I really worth? Don't you really want me? Or did you not see what I did last year? And sometimes it's enough, and sometimes in the in the world of business, it's just not. And when it's not, it sucks and it hurts. And we can get on these athletes and say, well, hey, get over it because there's always going to be another team waiting for you, especially when you're young and talented like Marcus Smart is. But sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes you get emotionally attached to a place. You can't help it. And if they don't feel the same way you do, it's it's a lot like breaking up with a chick. And uh, you can say that it's not. You can say that's an overused analogy, but it's just the flat-out truth. And if you're offended by the word chick, I'm sorry, I will now say the word woman. When it comes to Marcus Smart, I I wanted to see him in Oklahoma City because he has that edge that the Thunder so desperately need. And Raymond Felton is a great backup point guard, and Raymond Felton is going to give you veteran leadership, but the Thunder still need edge. It wasn't going to happen, but the Thunder needs somebody to be that guy. And I know what you're saying, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. Well, Westbrook's great, but Russ can't be on the floor all 48 minutes. There has to be somebody else with that. Paul George has it, but I just wanted a little bit more. I wanted a little bit more of that killer instinct. And I think it would have been interesting to see Marcus Smart and Russell Westbrook in a locker room together to see if those two guys would have mixed considering just that they are cut from that same kind of cloth. And maybe it couldn't work because you can only have one Russell Westbrook in your camp and everybody else has to be a little bit more deferential or at worst, I mean, deferential at best and at worst deferential, but also possibly just a little bit more laid back. When it comes to Marcus Smart, there's a lot of people that thought that Oklahoma City, when they were first when they first got to the NBA, they were going to need that hometown guy. You were going to need somebody from Oklahoma or Oklahoma State to get fans excited, and that just hasn't been the case. And one thing, and we brought this up before, is that you've got a lot of people in Oklahoma City that didn't go to either OU or OSU. So they're not as emotionally attached to those schools as people might think. They know the players, but maybe they went to Southern Nazarene or Oklahoma City University or Oklahoma Christian or... Maybe they're from the rural areas and went out to Southwestern or even more Metro, UCL, whatever. So they're not going to have that attachment. And when you get a guy like Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook who went to UCLA or Texas to come in and be the superstar, or Paul George, who is from the West Coast, they sort of gravitate to them because the thunder is theirs. The other thing about the thunder is the city, the metro area, has really taken ownership of them. And when you walk into a Walmart now, all year long, there is Thunder gear there. There's OU gear, there's Oklahoma State gear, but there's also Thunder gear. I don't know if it's that way in Perry. I don't know if it's that way in Clinton or Woodward or in the eastern part of the state, but I do know that it is that way here in Oklahoma City. And there's a sense of pride, not just about the state with the Thunder, but about this city overall. And I love the fact that the Thunder have gotten past the point where they would need a Buddy Hield or a Marcus Smart to sell tickets. I'm just glad people want to go see them for the guys that are in this organization right now. That'll do it for us here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Thanks for joining us. 
We appreciate it. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.